0: Okay, team, welcome to another episode of the Thrive Forever Fit Show. I am your host, Jay Nixon. I'm sure you knew that. And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you, uh, you know that our mission, our mantra is disruption, inspiration, and transformation, and today is absolutely no different. Today, we are going to talk about the human ego. Now, even more importantly than that, we're going to talk about the fragile state of the human ego and how right now you might not be exhibiting the behaviors that you wish you were. I'm also going to go against the grain in this podcast. Everybody always says, you know, well, hold on, just pause for a second, Jay. I'm going to get into that. So before we jump in today, here's what the podcast is going to be about: the fragile state of the human ego. So I want you to listen to this podcast with an open mind, an open ability to. Receive this information, process it, and then apply it to your life in a fashion that will help you get further faster, will help you go in the direction of your goals, your dreams, and your desires. Because that's really what this show is all about, is helping you get inspired with new information and giving you tools and techniques and just new ideas, just new ideas that will help you transform into the person that you deserve and desire to be. And right now, if you were allowing the circumstances of the world, and trust me, they're heavy, they're huge, they're massive, couldn't be any bigger, actually they could be, um, but in perception, they couldn't be, they're huge. And if you're allowing that, to turn you into an egomaniac. And what I mean by that is letting your ego drive the bus, letting your ego dictate your decisions, your behaviors, your patterns, your, the way you speak, the way you think, the way you act, all of those things. If you're doing that, today's an opportunity for you to get a new sense of awareness and to change that direction and get back to a place where you're thinking, speaking and acting in a fashion that is in congruence with who it is that you deserve and desire to be, all right? So in today's episode, I'm going to take a deep dive into the human ego and its fragile state and how when you allow yourself to be driven by the untamed, wild ego, it's going to lead you to overwhelming discomfort and ultimately to some kind of pain, whether that be emotional, psychological, even physical pain. Now, before we jump in, I'm going to put this caveat out there and say that the male ego tends to be a little more fragile than the female ego. And I say that from personal perspective, the male ego is, is sensitive. it gets its feelings hurt really easy. And when that happens, the male ego tends to turn us into morons for lack of a better term. Now, ladies don't, don't get all crazy smiling and high-fiving each other, you guys have the same ego inside of you. It's just not quite as fragile, temperamental, and sensitive as our male ego. But you guys got some stuff too now, right? Okay. So we've all heard the statement that that your ego is the enemy. So Ryan Holiday actually wrote an entire book on the topic. Some of the hipsters out there might even have a t-shirt that say, um, your ego is not your amigo. Now, I am afraid that I wholeheartedly disagree with both of those points. I believe the ego is actually necessary and should serve as a vital component to a purposeful, passionate, mission-filled life. Now, before you call Ryan and tell him that I disagreed with him and we start this whole hate Jay campaign and blah, 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 let me explain. I concur with the concept that the untamed ego, the out-of-control ego, the juvenile ego is your enemy and will 100% destroy your life without a doubt. I agree with Ryan 100% on that. I agree with your ego is not your amigo if your ego is out of control. But a healthy ego, a healthy, evolved, nurtured, mature ego can actually be a benefit, can actually serve you some purpose. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Here's the example of an untamed ego. An untamed ego is like a six-year-old hopped up on frosting and soda that has been released into the ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese for the first time. This joker has zero regards for his safety or the safety of others. His sole mission is to embarrass his mother and make her the talk of the next PTA aka moms get together get all hopped up on Chardonnay and gossip meeting right that's the untamed ego that's the guy that will get you in trouble that's the ego that makes you say stuff you wish you hadn't said the next morning now the evolved ego looks a little bit like this the evolved ego is kind of like Gandhi think about it you know that dude has seen and heard some bullshit in his time yet he stays centered he stays grounded he doesn't publicly judge, and he provides the sense of calm that the world can follow, right? You're all thinking of Gandhi right now, and you're like, God is like Gandhi, he's amazing. Like, what if, the ego, what if that is the evolved ego, right? You see the two different perspectives, you got the hopped up six-year-old, and you got Gandhi, way different scenarios. Now, right now, everyone is reacting and responding with anger and angst. And what I mean by that is, online, even in some public scenarios, Most people are responding and reacting. See those two words, reacting, responding with anger and angst because they're allowing their ego, the untamed ego, to drive the bus because of the current nature of the circumstances and situation that we're in right now. This is how you know you've reverted back to the untamed, wild-ass ego. But not to worry. Notice I said the word reverted. That means that we have the ability even unconsciously, I would say most of the time it's an unconscious um, movement between tamed ego and untamed ego, evolved ego and elementary ego. We can move back and forth between those two places seamlessly and without consciousness. Like we can move from the evolved Gandhi-like mature ego right back to the f-u Bob, I can't believe you said that, U-S-O-B ego right? You know the difference. You've seen it on face space recently. Now my goal with this show is to help you get more aware of when you're moving from ego to ego. And with that awareness, it's going to cut down on the level of nonsense that you're having to experience because of your, or because of the time that you spend in that untamed wild six year old in the Chuck E cheese ball pit style ego think about this, guys. When your ego is out of control, it's exhausting. Is it not? Is it not just completely exhausting mentally, physically, emotionally? That's how you'll know. That's how you know when you're not using your evolved level of awareness, okay? Now, this is a good way to tell right now. So, right now, I want everybody to pause, and if this is you, I want you to gather some awareness around this, because this is a this is a telltale sign right now. Right now it's so simple to see someone who's playing in and in, in utilizing their untamed, wild, juvenile level ego, if you're participating in online fights and arguments surrounding politics, the pandemic, and yes, that includes mask versus no mask, this versus that he said, she said, or any other hot button topic at the moment, then you are playing in your full untamed ego mode. Think about how exhausted you are after you do that. You might feel righteous in the moment because your, your ego can make you believe anything that you really want to believe. It's a cra- it is a psychopath. And I mean that with, listen, I've got it too. I'm not judging here. I'm telling you like this is, these are just hard factual statements about what the ego can and does do to us. It is exhausting to play in that untamed ego land. And if you're one of those peeps that are doing that guys, aren't you tired of being exhausted? What value is that bringing to your life? Because here's the truth. The truth is that the evolved ego doesn't attack The evolved ego doesn't belittle, it doesn't berate others, it doesn't crawl into the mud and start slinging haymakers every time it sees or reads or hears something that it disagrees with. The evolved ego is a lot like Gandhi. He can stay centered. He doesn't have to publicly judge or shame, and he can bring a sense of calm to the world. And by the world, I mean your world, your ecosystem. The evolved ego knows that battles are never won or lost, right? It knows that these online battles are never won. They're never lost. The reason being is because the untamed ego, the ego that gets you in these arguments to begin with, has no, it's not looking for a solution. It's merely looking for a fight. It's, you know, those people, you know, people that are merely looking to get into an argument. Like they understand that you're not going to sway over to your side. I'll I'll tell you right now. If, you are a, if, you're a, if you're a D Trump fan, you're not gonna sway somebody that is a JoJo Biden fan. You're just not gonna do it. If you're a JoJo Biden fan, you're not gonna sway somebody who's a Trump fan. If you're a, if you're a mask wearing, like love the mask and never taking it off, you're not gonna sway somebody who is a, I'm never wearing a mask, like they're not gonna do it. It's just, you're, it's not feasible. And the evolved ego knows that. The evolved ego is rational and smart enough to know like, why am I going to waste my time in that fight? That's not a winnable argument. What, and What's the point in winning it? What do you get out of winning that situation? Because you're not in it to win it. You're in it for the fight. You're in it for the confrontation. And that lets you know that you are, you are playing, you are living in your unevolved, untamed ego. And it's exhausting. I know right now, if you'll admit it, if you'll be honest and you've done any of this, you've participated in this online nonsense, that you're exhausted. You're completely exhausted by it. If you're being honest, if you're not, then you'll, you, then you'll continue to do it. And eventually that exhaustion will lead to you making the decision that you can't do it anymore. You'll get off Facebook totally. You'll just, I mean, something's gonna have to happen. Because when you're hell-bent on being right, and let's be honest, no matter what side of the fence you're on, on any argument, if you're doing it on face space, you're just hell-bent on being right. You can't, and when you're hell-bent on being right, guys, you can't see any other perspective. And I guarantee you, no matter what side you fall on, on any of these arguments that I've listed, there is a different perspective. There is a different viewpoint. You may not agree with it, but there is a there is a valid and viable viewpoint from the other side of the fence but when you're hell bent on being right you're not even willing to listen to that see i love to have articulate elaborate deep level highly evolved conversations but that's not what's going on right now we're not having conversations we're having like wwe battle royal style off the top rope, kick you in the face style conversations. And they're not even conversations. They're just mini battles that nobody wins, right? So, okay, enough about the untamed temper tantrum ego. We all know it. We've all seen it. We've all done it. Every person here knows exactly what it looks like, knows what it sounds like, knows what it feels like, and it doesn't feel good. So let's spend the rest of our time focused on the value of the evolved ego. And I say the value of it because I genuinely believe that the ego is necessary to propel you to your ultimate potential. I think another, and here's what I'm talking about right now. Some of you guys are like, no, 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 well, you're not your ego. Your ego is this and your ego is that. I'm about to, I'm about to hit you. Remember I just talked about perspective. So here's another more comfortable way for you to look at the mature ego. What if I simply called it self-confidence? Do you have have an aversion to that? Because that's really all an ego is, is it's a certain level of self-confidence, controlled, mature, nurtured, evolved confidence. Like nobody argues, that's awesome. I love self-confidence. That's all the ego really is. That's all a mature ego is, is self-confidence. Self-confidence is a more respected version of the ego. When we think of self-confidence, we think of, well, that's amazing. That's awesome. They've got really great self-confidence. When we think about the ego, we think about, oh, my God, that person's so ego-driven. It's the same, it's the same thing, just on different spectrums. Self-confidence is, is nurtured. It's mature. It's evolved. The ego is wild. It's untamed. It's juvenile. We call the ego when it's bad. We call it self-confidence when it's good. So if you can start to look at it from that perspective, you can see my point that the ego is necessary because without self-confidence, you'll never have what you deserve and desire. So how do you tap into that self-confidence without it turning into ego-driven bad behavior? One word, actually two words, just hyphenated. Self-awareness. Self-awareness is the ability to focus on yourself and how your actions, thoughts, and emotions do or do not align with your internal standards. If you are highly self-aware, you can objectively evaluate yourself, manage your emotions, and align your behaviors with your values and understand correctly how others perceive you. Think about that for a second. You might want to rewind that. How others perceive you. When you're in full-blown, manic, out-of-control ego state, you are not aware of how other people are perceiving you. You don't even care at that moment. You think that six-year-old in the ball pit with frosting all over his face, hopped up on Mountain Dew, gives a rat's ass what the guy in the Chuck E. Cheese outfit thinks of him? He does not, right? But a self-confident person does. A self-confident person is, is uber aware. They're objectively aware of how their thoughts, words, behaviors, and actions are being evaluated by others. So why is self-awareness so hard? Because this seems like it's a hard thing, right? How do you shift from self-confidence to ego? How do you go from ego to self-confidence? Well, then self-awareness is that piece of the puzzle that makes the transition. Then why is that so difficult for some people? So what happens is this, we've been conditioned. We have been conditioned and we continue to condition vast groups of people to wish rather than to audit who they are. So this is where self-awareness gets really tricky. Someone who's highly self-aware has the ability to audit who they are. Someone who doesn't have a high level of self-awareness simply wishes that they were someone else or wishes they were someone in hopes that they are, but they have no idea how to audit that process to see if they're actually living up and fulfilling the requirements of what that person has to be, do, and have in order to become that, that the version of themselves. So self-awareness is hard to get because we spend so much time wishing to be people rather than auditing who we are and then going all in on changing either those core values, those core strengths, or doubling down on those core values and core strengths. If you're uber self-aware, and you have the ability to audit yourself, and you can see these are my strengths and my PowerPoints and this is my confidence meter, you can really double down on those and make them so ingrained in your DNA that your self-confidence exudes from you. But when you're unaware and you're unable to audit yourself and to see where you're, you're leaving life on the table, where you're putting bad behavior in front of good behavior, where you're letting the untamed ego drive your decision-making, that's what gets people in trouble. See, self-awareness is crucial because we can experience ourselves as unique and separate individuals when we have a better understanding of ourselves. Pause. Think about that for a second. If you're uber self-aware, you have the ability to uniquely and individually understand yourself. See, most people only understand themselves from the herd mentality. Meaning they lump themselves into, this is why I talked about earlier about getting in those squabbles. Nobody uses that word very often. Those squabbles on Facebook. When you're behaving like that, you're really behaving from a herd mentality. You're behaving from a right versus left, from a mask versus no mask, from a this versus that from a blue versus red from a red versus blue you're not behaving from you as an individual component does that make sense but the more self aware you are the more uniquely and objectively you can evaluate yourself and figure out where it is where you are in the moment see when you're when you're behaving from the herd perspective it's easy to get caught up in the whirlwind of nonsense and the next thing you know it's three, four, five days later, and you're still in the same battle with the same people about the same topic that's never going to get a resolution. But an individualistic approach of that, if you were being you, like the really granularized humanistic version of who you, God, who I hope you are, love, empathy, connection, compassion, all those things, would you do those same things? And see what that does to what self-awareness is, think about self-awareness as being empowered. Self-awareness is nothing more than self-empowerment to make changes and build on areas of strength and then also identify areas where you'd like to improve in your life. See, someone who's self-aware can do those things. Someone who's not self-aware can't do those things. And that's why we consider them to be ego-driven as opposed to being self-confident. Jay, this sounds fantastic. Well, how do we develop self-awareness? I'm going to give you six ways you can develop it right now. Number one, you have to be able to look at yourself objectively. What does that mean? You have to be able to look at yourself truthfully and without judgment, without, without delusion or illusion about what it is that you wish you were, and look at yourself objectively as you are. That's number one. Number two is more of a technique. I highly suggest keeping a journal of this objective awareness, of this objective, um, this objective, I can't think of the right word, this objective like dissection of your thoughts, your words, and your actions. Because this will allow you to go back and analyze yourself and and this will help you become more aware because you're gonna be able to review, this is how I thought, this is how I spoke, this is how I acted yesterday. Am I exhibiting that same behavior? Is that the behavior of someone that I wanna be? Number three is I highly suggest you write down everything. Write down your goals, write down your plans, write down your actions, write down your priorities. Do those goals, plans, priorities, and actions, are they in alignment? with the person that you deserve and desire to be? Or are they the goals, plans, actions, and priorities of the herd that have you behaving in a way that you're really not even happy with? I've talked to so many people who've gotten in, because again, I, I love to have really elaborate, deep conversations. I've gotten in these conversations with people who have gotten in these like political, I mean, just awful arguments and fights with people online they're never proud of their behavior. Every person I've talked to at some point has said, you know what, I don't know why I did that. I wish I wouldn't have done that. They're not saying that they, that they don't believe what they said they believed. They're just wishing they hadn't have behaved that way. That's the ego. The ego is very selfish. The ego is very, I mean, the ego's an asshole. The ego says things and does things that it wishes it hadn't have done. And then when you get back to your your level of self-awareness and self-confidence, that person's like, damn, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Number four, perform a daily self-reflection. People who daily daily reflect on who they are, what they stand for, their, again, their thoughts, their words, their actions, their beliefs, their core values, those people are the most self-aware. Number five, You need to have some kind of quiet practice. What I mean by that is a meditation or some kind of other mindfulness practice that takes you away from the noise, that allows you to go monosensory instead of phone, computer, TV, radio, people, crowds, politicians, doctors, this and that. I mean, we're so inundated with multi sensory, multi systematic information all at one time. There's no way you could ever be self-aware because you have to be so outward facingly aware because of all the information that's coming at you out of a, out of a fire hose. So you got to go monosensory and get, pra- get start practicing mindfulness meditation, mindfulness. And number six, if you're someone who you feel like this is affecting your life at a grandiose level that you're not able to gather control of this on your own, you're struggling with self-awareness, you're struggling with self-confidence, you're playing on the ego side of the the, the team way too often, I would suggest getting yourself some help. I'd suggest hiring a coach or a mentor, getting yourself into a group or into a program or into something that allows you to see the world through a different lens. Because you can only see, if you're inside the circle of nonsense, if you're inside the circle of chaos, you know what you're going to see? Chaos and nonsense. Sometimes you got to remove yourself from your own debauchery and get some guidance from an outside perspective in order to transform and evolve. So why is self-awareness so important? I'm going to take it right back to my man Gandhi I talked about earlier. Gandhi said this, a man is but the product of his thoughts, what he thinks he becomes. So just pause on that really quick. If that's true, what are you thinking about right now? Is what you're thinking about the life that you're living? Is what you're, is what you're thinking, speaking, and acting upon? Is that is that laying the foundation for the life that's being presented to you right now? I would venture to guess it is. So the perspective we take on the world and the world and the world's happenings is largely determined by this level of awareness. The perspective you, that you see, see we, here, I'm a firm believer in this. We don't see the world as it is, we see the world as we are. So if you think about that, whatever it is that you're focused on, if you're a Facebook fighter, I guarantee your life off Facebook is a life of fighting, is a life of, of turmoil, is a life of untamed, ego-driven, six-year-old in the ball pit type behavior. If you're someone who doesn't, if you're someone who leads with empathy and love and compassion and all of those other beautiful things, I guarantee that you don't have those six-year-old ball pit, juvenile, blow up, tell somebody to F off on Facebook behaviors. You just don't. And it's, it's, it's completely different. The people that do that aren't confident. They're ego-driven. And see, here's the problem. Unfortunately, many of us are are making these behavioral decisions unconsciously. Like I said earlier, you're going back and forth. And most of the time, you're spending most of your time over in the untamed area. So if we got better control of our self-awareness, our self-reflection, all of those things, how would that drive your life into a different place? Doesn't being self-confident the way you, doesn't having an evolved mature, nurtured ego, a.k.a. self-confidence, doesn't that feel a whole lot better than the untamed, wild-ass, juvenile, six-year-old in the ball pit? I think it does. And when you start to behave with the evolved nature, that self-confidence, you give yourself the power. Humans have an unbelievable power that we don't even tap into because we're so busy doing that other crap that I talked about. But when you get evolved and you get nurtured, you get mature and you get self-confident, you get self-aware, you get ultra self-reflective, you've got the ability to grow into any version of yourself that you desire to be. And that's all through self-awareness. Who do you believe you are? Have you asked yourself that question ever? Who do I believe I am? And is it, is it a unique perspective? Or when you define that, do you define yourself based on the herd? If you're defining yourself based on a herd of people, you've got a problem, that's not self-awareness. You're you're using a collective awareness to drive your thoughts, your words, and your actions. So how do we cultivate self-awareness? How do we get better at this? B.F. Skinner said this, a person who is aware of himself is in a better position to predict and control his own behavior. It goes right back to what I've been saying the whole time. If you are out of control, if you're living with the herd mentality, if you're, if, you're, if you're letting the untamed juvenile ego drive the bus, then you are not in control of your own behavior, and therefore you are not in control of your own destiny. One of the root causes of personal suffering is internal delusion. Not knowing or understanding what is going on within oneself creates this delusion. And this is simply one thing it is a lack of self awareness. I'm going to say that one more time. That's how powerful I believe it is. One of the root causes of personal suffering is internal delusion. Not knowing or understanding what is going on within oneself creates this delusion, and that is nothing more than a lack of self-awareness. Powerful stuff, guys. Now, once, that one little paragraph alone, two sentences, is, it was worth its weight and goal with this podcast. And it is a lack of awareness that lies at the root cause of all of our problems. Think about that your lack of awareness your lack of self awareness lies at the root cause of all your problems the solution is to extend clarity and understanding down into the processes that are genuine genuine tough word to say generally unconscious so if you can begin to get conscious about those unconscious decisions that you're making right now the ones that are leading you down the pathway the ones that are making you crazy, the ones that are causing you to have these outbursts of bad behavior, the ones that are getting you in the ball pit, then you have a chance because that's when you're gonna start tapping into your self-awareness. Here's the two keys. Mindfulness and intentionality are the critical components of shifting delusion to awareness. Mindfulness is the process of bearing something in mind and an awareness which does not drift along the surface of things but is a thorough observation, observing without judgment and without habitual reaction or compulsion, but clearly acknowledges what is there in the flow of experience, noting its nature. So what I mean by that, the the layman's terms of, of how saying that is, mindfulness is the process of being objectively self-reflective, without judgment, and without the compulsion, compulsion, tough word, I'm saying a lot of big words today, not really, um, but acknowledging that will allow you to become more self-aware, self-aware. You have to be able to objectively review who you are. You have to be able to objectively self-reflect One way to expand your circle of awareness guys is through the development of mindfulness. This can be achieved both through meditation practices and by making conscious choices to be more mindful of our daily lives and activities. I bet if you did this, I bet before the next time that you got compulsive, you got out of control, you got ball pit crazy, if you pause, if you took six deep breaths in, held for six seconds, not six, so take a deep breath in for six seconds, hold for six seconds, release for six seconds, if you did that six times, before you allowed yourself to go on and hit that and start pounding that keyboard and hit enter, I guarantee you'd be 99.9% less likely to make that same decision. And it is in this way through greater self-awareness that you become empowered. And when you become empowered guys, you choose your own way, you choose your way to grow and evolve. Don't you wanna be in control of your own personal destiny, of your own reactions, of your own behaviors? Can you see how a nurtured, evolved ego, self-confidence is the key to personal and professional success? And how controlling and avoiding that untamed, juvenile, crazy-ass kid in the ball pit ego is what's really holding you back? This is something I just thought of the other day, guys. I just started trying to think about this is where we are, right? And then where we are isn't the place we want to be for most of us. That is, some of you guys are crushing, some of you guys are rocking it. But this is information that you can use even if you're rocking it. Like I don't do any of the things I'm telling you not to do. Like I don't go on Facebook and 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 go after people. And I mean, listen, I'm in the I'm in the world of weight loss, the world of wellness, the world. That's that's the that's my business, right? I see stupid bleep on the internet every single day. I see some some coach, some diet guru, some somebody saying something that I vehemently disagree with every single day. You know what I do? I just keep scrolling and I say to myself, the only solution to that problem for you, Jay, is to be better. You have to be better so that the people who are seeking that type of information understand that there are two different versions. There's that version, and there's the version of someone who really, truly, honestly cares about the scenario and the situation. If I went on there and blasted everybody that I disagreed with, what value would that have? That would make me look shitty. That would make me look like part of the problem. And you cannot be part of the problem and part of the solution at the same time. Think about that before you blast somebody at the grocery store, before you blow your horn at somebody who's not turning fast enough, before you yell at somebody for doing this or for that, before you go on Facebook and and pound out an essay about your belief system and why they're the dumbest SOB you've ever met. Be part of the solution, right? And the salute, that's not solutionary. That's not solving anything. You being the best version of you is what you need to bring to this world. And that's only going to happen once you get get self-confident and once you put the untamed ego in its place. And they're the same thing, guys. Self-confidence and ego are the exact same thing. One is beneficial, one is detrimental. And the beautiful thing is you're in control. You get to pick. You have absolute ultimate authority on which one of those shows up at any given moment. And the more you show up with self-confidence, self-awareness, amazingness, the better your life will be. The more you show up with the crazy kid in the ball pit attitude, the worse your life will be. It's really that simple. All right, guys, I love you. You know the drill. If you love the show, share the show. If you love the show, review the show. If you love the show, love the show. If you're not part of my Wellness Lab Launchpad on Facebook, get your ass over there. At, uh, go here. Go to thriveforeverfit.com. That's my website. Thriveforeverfit.com. Scroll down past my face. Click the giant orange box that says Join Wellness Lab Launchpad. I will let you in immediately. You will be around the greatest group of humans in existence. For those of you guys that are already uh, part of that group, you're welcome. For- acknowledging your greatness and you're going to have an amazing time. You're going to get more of this. You're going to get more love, empathy, compassion, connection. I'm going to answer any questions you have regarding just ultimate awesomeness. What does that mean Jay? I don't know, but it sounds great. Right? All right, guys. I love you. Thanks for listening to the show, man. You guys are so freaking awesome. The show wouldn't be what it is today. We wouldn't be on episode 104, I think it is, if you weren't listening, if you weren't sharing, if you weren't loving the show. So I want to say thank you to you um, for just being amazing. All right. I love you. I'm gonna talk to you soon. Bye.